Welcome to episode 253, how to run a 100% paperless business. Welcome to the Paul Miners Podcast, the show that will help you to optimize your time, income, and lifestyle fast. Get more done with actionable, easy-to-follow advice and learn how to live life on your terms. And now, introducing your host, Paul Miners. Hey everyone, and welcome back to the Paul Miners Podcast, episode number 253. As always, it's a pleasure to have you listening today. I really do appreciate your time and your attention. I know how valuable your time is, so thank you for using a little bit of it today to listen to this episode. And today I'm talking about how to run a paperless business. The show notes for this episode you can find at paulminers.com slash 253, and you may want to have a look because I'm referencing a few articles and resources and things that may be useful. So if you are interested, check those out. And so since day one of running my business, when I started back in, gosh, about 2015, it's it's hard to pinpoint an exact start time because I was working on this on the side for so long. But let's just say 2015, I've been running my business 100% paperless, meaning I don't keep any physical files or paperwork. I don't have a filing cabinet. There's no paper. I don't keep any paper. Everything is captured and stored digitally. And so I could literally work from anywhere as I've always, I always have all the information I might need wherever I am. And what I would say the, the advantages to this are, number one, it's incredibly liberating when you remove physical clutter from your surroundings. Just knowing that I don't have a, like a filing cabinet or lots of paper weighing me down is just a nice, a nice kind of mentally freeing sort of feeling. And it's also empower, empowering to know that all the information I need is quickly accessible. It's stored online, so it's safe, it's backed up, and it's easy to access. And actually search through information as well, because it's digital, it's easier to search digital files than it is paper documents. So it's easier to and quicker to get things when I need access to them. So I think there's a few key advantages to running a paperless business. And I do the same in my personal life as well. And so literally, the only paper documents I have to keep are things like our marriage certificate, uh, birth certificates, and my New Zealand citizenship certificate, which, you know, I can't get rid of these things. If I could, I would. If they, were, if, if they came out with like a digital birth certificate or a digital marriage certificate, and I didn't need to keep the, the original, that'd be great. And I, th- I think probably one day we'll end up there, but not, not now, unfortunately. So I do have a couple of important original documents, and that's basically it. So today I'm talking about some of the tools and techniques I use to run my business 100% paperless. So let's start with some of the tools. And I think probably the most important tool that you'll need to decide on or leverage when setting up a paperless business is some kind of cloud storage product. So a tool like Google Drive or Dropbox or OneDrive, um, these really one of these is going to be kind of the backbone of your paperless business. Now, because I run my business from a Mac, I use iCloud Drive for both my personal and business file storage. So being in the Apple ecosystem, it just makes sense for me to use iCloud Drive. So whichever one you choose doesn't really matter. If you use Microsoft, if you're in the Microsoft suite for your email, for your calendar, I would say use OneDrive. If you use Google Mail and Google Workspace apps, use Google Drive. Don't overthink it too much. It just kind of makes sense to use whatever ecosystem you're in. And so in terms of the the role that your cloud storage plays, I basically think of my cloud storage as a digital filing cabinet. 
You know those old school, big metal, heavy filing cabinets? You pull them out, big long drawers. It's like that. And if you want to have a look, uh, I've shared a video in the show notes where I've explained how I organize my files and folders. It's quite simple, really. I have some parent folders for like personal and work. And then I use subfolders and sub subfolders and so on to organize my personal and work files. So in my work folder, I have like accounting, podcasts, receipts, invoices, things like that. And, and yeah, so I use iCloud Drive to store invoices, receipts, spreadsheets, proposals I'm working on, contracts, NDAs, any kind of brand or website assets like logos and images, uh, product product videos for the, the, the courses that I sell, my podcast recordings, basically any file that I create on my computer, regardless of the format, if it's a PDF, it's a video, if it's a spreadsheet, if it's a an image, if I want to keep it, it goes into that digital filing cabinet, into my iCloud drive. So that's probably the main tool you will need to leverage. And then you've, you've got these different note apps. So, and, and there's, there's often some confusion here because cloud storage and note apps kind of overlap a little bit. So sometimes people get confused about how and uh, why to use them. So the way I think of it is if your cloud storage is like a digital filing cabinet, think of your notes as a digital notebook. So it's the place where you can scribble down thoughts, brainstorm ideas, plan projects, journal, things like that. And you know, there are loads of note apps to choose from, things like Notion, OneNote, Evernote, Bear. Again, I'm I'm in the Apple ecosystem, so I just use Apple Notes, and there might be a, kind of an obvious one for you, OneNote for Microsoft, for example. Um, and so it, just pick pick whatever makes sense to you. I have shared in the show notes uh, a video of how I use Apple Notes and how I've used it to go paperless. So have a look at that, that, at that video. Um, but, but the way I see it is rather than keeping a physical notebook on my desk, which I used to do, if I need to jot something down, I use Apple Notes. And I have nothing against physical notebooks. If you prefer the tactility of a notebook, and I did check, tactility is a word. <laughs> if you just prefer putting pen to paper because that's the way your brain works best, that's fine. I have no issue with that. And, and you know, with the advice I'm giving today, you don't have to follow everything. If you want to use a, a notebook for some things and cloud storage for others, that's fine. As long as you kind of give yourself some rules to follow about how and why you use different tools, I think that's fine. Personally, I just prefer the efficiency of a digital system. But those, those are, that's another key app is your note app, your, your sort of digital notebook. Then you may need some kind of customer relationship management or contact management system. So if you have a client-facing business like mine, you might benefit from a CRM to manage not just your contacts, but notes related to those contacts as well. So CRMs like Pipedrive, which obviously I use, HubSpot, Salesforce, these apps are great for helping you to ditch business cards. You know, a lot of people keep stacks of business cards for all their contacts. Uh, but for me, I just, if I get a business card, I, I create a contact in Pipedrive. And it's useful because it helps me to keep a, uh, a digital paper trail of my interactions with a, with a contact. So in my business, Pipedrive is the tool that I use to store all contact information, not just clients, but other professional contacts as well. And then I use it to write down the notes, to track my emails, and to record the activities I need to do related to a contact. So I'm not having to keep any business cards. I don't have to keep any notes anywhere. It all goes into Pipedrive. And so this lets me look back over the history 
of a contact to see, you know, when did we last speak? What did we talk about? I have all that, those notes in one place. And, and again, this is where I suppose there can be some overlap between something like Pipedrive or your CRM and a note-taking app like Evernote or Apple Notes. And I, so the rule in my mind is, well, if I'm taking a note, if it's about a deal or a client that I'm working on, I'm going to put that in Pipedrive because that's where I manage my sales activities. If it's something more generic, if it's just like a random ad hoc note, that would go into my notes app, you know, my digital notebook. Um, but that's a, another key part of at least my system. If you don't have a CRM, you may want to have some kind of contact management system in Microsoft or again, Google Workspace so that you don't have to keep things like business cards. And then I think another key tool to look at is your accounting software. So if you're not using a digital accounting tool, um, number one, that's a big opportunity as you need to digitize your accounting and preferably it needs to be a cloud-based solution like Xero or QuickBooks are probably the two most common ones that I've uh, come across. Because um, there are some old school accounting tools that just run on your computer, but they're completely offline. So you don't have access to that information other than on that machine. So with Xero, for example, after connecting my bank accounts and credit cards to Xero, I can not only track all my incoming payments and my outgoing expenses related to my business, but if I need to, I can attach a copy of an invoice or a receipt to a transaction for my accountant to review. Personally, I don't do this. I keep everything in iCloud Drive, like I said, but it does give you that option. So QuickBooks, Xero, they help you to kind of digitize your accounting. Uh, you've obviously got receipts you can store in there. You can generate invoices for collecting payments. And then if you connect a gateway like Stripe or PayPal, you can actually collect payments very easily as well. So that's kind of another, another key pillar of your tech stack to digitize is your accounting, uh, not just your, your tools, but your process as well, how you invoice, how you collect and make payments. So those are some of the key tools. And then really the sort of philosophy behind how to actually maintain this system is really quite easy. Firstly, if you can, you should try and automatically sort your files. So because a lot of the paperwork that I receive is digital to begin with, you know, I, I receive emails each month with receipts, invoices and contracts and things. With a receipt, for example, I simply need to rename the file and store it in the appropriate folder in my iCloud drive. Now, because it's the same process every month, I can I can automate that. So I use, I've talked about this before on my blog, uh, I use an app called Hazel, and I've linked to a video on how to get started with Hazel, and another video on how I, I've used Hazel to create an automated receipt management system. But what Hazel lets me do is, number one, when I receive that, let's just say it's my... Um, podcast hosting. So I'm using Simplecast for hosting. I receive a, a receipt every month. Hazel is watching my downloads. So I've downloaded that receipt. Hazel then automatically renames the file. And I, I use a simple um, year, month, day kind of prefix with my receipts. So it would be like 2022.05 for July 30 for the day. And then I would say, you know, like Simplecast invoice. So a just simple descriptor. So Hazel will automatically rename that file and, and having the date in the name is nice because it makes it easy to find and it actually means in the folder where it's being moved to, it will automatically arrange into the correct order. And so Hazel takes care of all of that for me. It renames and moves the file to the correct folder. So by setting that process up once, every month when I receive certain invoices and receipts and things, Hazel just automatically sorts that stuff away. So if you are on a Mac, I highly recommend looking at something like Hazel. Um, 
I can't remember any PC alternatives by name, but if you Google Hazel PC alternative, I'm sure I have definitely come across similar apps for the PC as well. But that's definitely a really useful tool to have in your paperless tool belt. And then finally, I think having some kind of scanning app on your phone or a, or a, um, a scanner slash printer can be pretty useful to use as well. So if I ever do receive physical paper, which is rare because most of my incoming documents are digital to begin with, but if I receive something like a contract or something that's physical and I need to keep a, I want to keep a digital copy, I will use an app like SwiftScan. Uh, put a link in the show notes. Swift, SwiftScan is available for iOS and Android. And it makes scanning large documents really easy. You can scan multiple pages really quickly. It will auto-detect the edges, so it will crop the image to make it look like a nice paper document. And most importantly, it will perform optical character recognition, OCR, to the text. So the, the digital file that gets created, that, that text from the paper then gets digitized into the file. And you can actually search through that the content of that document and you can search for keywords. And that's one of the biggest benefits of going paperless is that you can easily search through a big contract or a file um, digitally, even if you've scanned it in. So that's really cool. So Swift Scans take, takes care of that for you. But even like I know on the iPhone and I'm sure Android is the same, like it has a pretty good built-in scanner in the notes and files apps. Um, but if you do need to convert a lot of paper, let's say you have a big stack of paper that you are now trying to move into the cloud, you, could pro you should probably look at some kind of scanner to help you process a higher volume of paper. I think it's probably gonna be quicker than using your phone. Uh, and unfortunately, I don't have any experience with scanners. So um, I'm, I'm gonna have to say, if you, if you are looking at this, you'll need to do some of your own research into different scanners. I mean, obviously there's lots of choices out there, but I would recommend a scanner if you are looking at processing a large amount of paper. And so from there, once I've scanned whatever I need, you know, using Swift Scan, I've saved it to my iCloud Drive, I then just throw the paper away. As long as it's not an original, it's not something I need to keep the original for some reason, which usually there isn't. Usually digital contracts and things are fine. As I mentioned, I have very few original documents, but if I don't need to keep it, I'll just throw it away. And, and that's, I love, that's the best feeling at the end is, is putting that paper in the bin and knowing that you've got a digital version online. That is one of my favorite feelings. <laughs> so those are some tips and some of the tools that I use to run a 100% paperless business. Uh, and if you are in the early days of setting up or running a business, I do recommend thinking about this from day one. It's far easier going paperless from the beginning versus trying to catch up and migrate a lot of paper later on. But if you have any questions, thoughts, comments, feedback, head on over to the show notes, paulminers.com slash 253. You can leave me a comment there. And if you've got any uh, recommended tools, apps, tricks of your own, I always enjoy learning from you as well. One more time, thank you very much for listening, and I will catch you next time on the Paul Miners Podcast. Thank you for listening to the Paul Miners podcast. Two quick things before I sign off. Firstly, if you enjoyed this episode or if you have any feedback for me, I would love it if you could leave me a review on iTunes. It really helps me to improve the show and it helps the show to get discovered by more people so I can help more people out there. The second thing is if you want to connect with me in person, you, you can become a VIP member of my website. Head to paulminers.com VIP where you will be able to join my private Slack community and attend bi-weekly weekly 
group mastermind calls. This has to be one of my favorite times of the week when it comes up, is attending these group calls. The community is full of like-minded, productive, self-employed people, full-time workers. We have a real good mix of people in there. And I have to say, I have made fantastic friends with the people in this group. So if you want to join the community and connect with me and the other awesome members, sign up at paulminers.com slash VIP. One more time, thank you very much for listening, and I will catch you next time on the Paul Miners Podcast.